Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 293. Today is August 28th, 2023. Uh, I am really, it's kind of crazy that we are right on the cusp of September. I still feel like it should be like May. But I'll be honest, I love the fall. I had a great summer. I'm really excited about the fall. Got a lot of excited, a lot of exciting personal things planned. Been working on a short film and I'm making major strides, leaps and bounds. So I was doing that this weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I certainly did. Um, this week is going to be really, really great, really action packed. And we're starting out with a bang, starting out and going out with a bang. We're starting out with a bang. Great, great guest, good friend of the show. If you guys are listening on Spotify and you are not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Also, I just want to let you guys know we're going to be promoting this all week and then the following week as well, um, that this Saturday, Saturday, September 2nd, our first ever teaching series uh, that we did two, it was like two years ago now, almost two years ago. It's crazy. It, it was like, I don't know when it was. It was circa, circa 20, early 2022, I think is what it was. Um, but Deliverance featuring Jennifer Martin. It was a four-part series, super powerful. We're going to start releasing those all at once, each series all at once. Uh, every two weeks is what we're going to plan on doing on our podcast platforms, which are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. They'll be releasing on Saturdays so that we can get the week's episodes out. And then we will release the teaching series and the thumbnail will look different. So you'll be able to see it. it they're super, super slamming. They look super awesome. So I'm really excited. We, there's been a lot of, lot of work involved in getting these converted into the podcast structure. Mariah has even recorded new intros for each of those. So you'll be able to know right away, okay, this is a different kind of a thing. Uh, but we're really excited about it. Um, also, uh, next week on Wednesday, we start our new teaching series. What is it about, Jeff? Glad you asked. It's going to be called Relationships 101, and it is with Lauren and myself. And it's going to be three parts. Originally, we had planned for four, but the more we sat with it and sought the Lord, we were like, we kept trying to get the number four to work. And we're like, what are we going to do for four? What are we going to do for four? And we actually were like, it's because there isn't a four. There's only three. And immediately we had peace. So sometimes, you know, it's like you can, you can, um, you can get uh, kind of, an idea in your head and go, Oh, you know what? Uh, it has to be this way. And sometimes it isn't. And I realized that we'd kind of made an assumption. Oh, of course we do four parts. And so anyways, it's going to be each week of those three, we're going to be joined by another set of couples um, that have widely different backgrounds. Um, Lauren's and mine could be very different from one of the guests versus the other. So it's going to be really, really awesome. I'm super excited. It's been a, a, it has been a desire of both of our hearts for a while to do a series like this. And so that day has finally come. So even if you aren't in currently in a romantic relationship, there's a lot you can glean as I often say, and I'll probably repeat it a thousand times during that series that just because you are, you can learn principles about romantic relationships and they can apply to your plutonic relationships in a lot of ways. Obviously there's some obvious ways where they can't. 
Um, but there's a lot you can glean just in terms of building healthy relationships, communicating, all those different things are super important in and out of a romantic relationship. Amen. Amen. Um, and then also I created a, cause I normally do the little loading guest thing when I bring guests on, I actually created a intro for teaching series and it is super, super cool. I love it. I'm so excited for you guys to see it. It's going to fire everybody up every single time I bring a guest on. There'll be an intro specifically tailored to the teaching series uh, segment that we do. Uh, so I'm very excited. A lot of hard work. Uh, super excited. Great. I'm putting the finishing touches on it right now. And I'm just like, man, this is this is super good. So that's going to start next Wednesday, which is the 6th? 9-6? Is that it? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, my guest today, she's a singer, songwriter. She's the drummer for the 11th Hour Program. She's a teacher, preacher, student of the word. And she's also married and a year older uh, since the last time she was on this show. So let's give it up for our guest today, friend of the show, Krista J. Bullock. Krista. Hello. So we actually, guys, this is going to be kind of a really unique episode. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, and that actually, uh, once we were talking backstage, I got this like surge of excitement. Because um, those types of scenarios yeah. are perfect for the Lord to show up and just totally ambush people in the That's spirit, right. you know? That's right. So, I'm excited. Yeah. So obviously last, since the last time you were on, which was a couple of months ago now, I think mm -hmm. you've gotten married. How has that been? As people <laughs> say, I'm sure all the time, how's the married life? <laughs> yes. How's the married life? Um, well, we're still not even past the congratulations point yet. I'm, everybody's still like coming up to me. Congratulations. Congratulations. Mm. We're so happy for you. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do appreciate all the congratulations by the way, but it's, it's good. I mean, it's a, it's, obviously it's a life change. <laughs> it's a definite life change, but, uh, you know, I, I go from, I was laughing earlier because I was leaving my house and, I I thought, you know, I've now gone from um, so what are we doing this weekend? What are we, what, what movie are we going to see? Where, where are we hanging out this weekend? Whose house are we hanging out at to, um, do we want square handles for our drawers and our cabinets <laughs> or do we want rounded ones? <laughs> and we get into this whole discussion about that. So we're remodeling our house at the moment. And so that's a whole ordeal in itself, but you know, I, I think I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm trying to be domestic as I could possibly be, but yeah. you know, I'm, he knew when he married me that he didn't sign up for the uh, dinner will be ready at six and right. you know, your clothes will be laid out for you. No. Yeah. It's interesting you know. how, like when you get, when you're around someone that much, um, like for me, I always loved um, going out and doing things and all this stuff. And Lauren was definitely more of a homebody. And it's interesting how the more time you spend together, um, you end up beginning to adapt certain things. So like now I'm like, going out is awesome, but also hanging out at home yeah. in my PJs is also amazing. And so yeah. I've begun to really appreciate that homebody um, 
you know, I definitely go through phases. I'm definitely an extrovert. I love hanging out with people, all that. Yeah. So I still need that. That's something yeah. that like my, you know, it really helps with my personality type, but man, sometimes hanging out at home, doing nothing or just doing stuff around the house. Definitely. It's special. I love it. Yeah. Well, and my life is so constant. Yeah. I mean, I'm going constantly, yeah. which is why I'm not a, I'm not a dinner will be ready at six kind mm -hmm. of wife, but you know, my life is just on the go constantly. So I do appreciate staying at home more than I used to, especially when I was a teenager. You know, I, I constantly, I thought my life was going to end or was falling apart if I wasn't out doing something mm -hmm. <laughs> or was not hanging out with, with somebody. And now like we didn't have TV for, for like, I guess the first couple of weeks that we were married and living in the house. And so now we have it. And that has now become probably one of my favorite things to do right. is just chill on the couch yeah. and watch TV. Yeah. And I consider it like this, just like fortress of solitude. Fortress of <laughs> because, solitude indeed. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you understand life is just constant. It's busier now than it ever has been. And so mm. you do appreciate those times being at home more. Now, if my dog can quit waking up at 1.40 in the morning wanting to eat, then we'll, on, we'll have everything under control. Come on, dog. Yeah, my cat, she she knows every Saturday and Sunday, she wakes me up at like 5.30 in the morning and she doesn't normally do that. It's like she knows that I'm 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 sleeping mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm just going to, it's the weekend. I'm going to get him up early because that's what I want to do. So she like stomps on me to get me and up. cats will do that. Yeah. That's that's a cat's personality versus a dog's personality. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's it's definitely been an adjustment, but we're I think we're getting the hang of it. I don't know if you will ever get the hang of it, but I, I think mm -mm. it's it's the whole trying is the adventure of it all. Right. Well honestly, too, it's like I found that you know, once you get the hang of it, there are certain circumstances and you go through different seasons within your relationship where it's like, and you've probably maybe even experienced this, even just in dating, uh, in the dating and, and the engaged process. And now married, you may have seen this a couple of times. I don't know, but you know, it's like, you can get the hang of whatever, but then all of a sudden things change and you, you know, you're having to adapt to different situations that are maybe even external, uh, yeah. you know, and it's like, you just make the most of every, every opportunity, you know? And I think that like the thing that I always tell people too, is like, they're your ally, you know? And I think that that's the, like one of the most heartbreaking things is seeing people that lose sight of that. And they're like, suddenly this person, your home, that's you're of one flesh with, they're your ally, your partner in, in everything. And, um, and, uh, losing sight of that is something that I, um, you know, I always try to caution people against not that I don't know that you're going to need to, you have great examples with your mom and your dad, but, and I'm sure yes. I've found you, but I think that's something that always is so heartbreaking is like not losing sight of that is like, yeah, is my ally so much so that like, you know, we've been married for 12 years. We dated for two, we were engaged for 10 months, you know, um, I still am excited to see her when I get home, I can Aww. be at the store. And I'm still excited to see her. And I think that there's a lot, you know, I've done a lot of asking why, like, what's the why behind that? Uh, because I think it's important to communicate to, to other people that might struggle in that area, you know, but um, 
I'm excited. I'm excited for you, Krista. Well, thank you, Jeff. Yeah. And thank you for the belated but heartfelt congratulations. Yeah, okay. Thank <laughs> you for outing me. All right. So let me explain, everybody. I didn't want to text her on her honeymoon. I personally did not enjoy that. Uh, not that I hated people like, oh, I can't stand you. But I just, you know, you're you're in your honeymoon. You're not really focused on texts. Uh, and so I was like, I'll text her when she's done. And then life happened. And then all of a sudden right. I was like, she's back on the show and I still haven't texted her. So guilty it's as really charged. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still here. I yes, still came is. on the show. Yeah, that was the big. Even though Jeff yeah. ghosted me, I'm still on the show. Look at the grace she has, you guys. She just exudes Jesus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I yes. that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, have there been any things that you learned through this whole process of, um, you know, dating, uh, engaged, and then going through marriage? Have there been any things that God has shown you, uh, even just in your relationship with him during that whole process? I'm curious. Um, patience being one of them, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm sure anybody who's been married for any length of time, patience has been a, uh, has been just something that you have to really take hold of and you have to grasp because, you know, especially between he and I. And so we didn't get married until later on in life. He's, he's 35. I just turned 31. And so we had spent all of this time by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, of course we dated, you know, like, Right. Other people at, at times. And I wasn't really the dating type, though, either, because I was like, this is such a waste of time. Yeah, like, if, if I don't see a future with you, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this. And so I, I just always kept the phrase that I heard that when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was just waiting for the no. And so we, we spent all this time apart, single life. And now the hardest thing has been merging two lives, two independent, completely and totally separate lives into one. Mm. And so that is where patience comes in. That is mm -hmm. where grace comes in and learning each other because he doesn't do some things the way I do them. I don't what? do some things <laughs> the way that he does them. Yeah. And I mean, we had a petty argument about laundry the other is that night. funny? And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I even I even spoke up and I said, okay, this is stupid on both of our parts. Mm -hmm. Like that we're arguing over laundry, but it's because he did it for so long, but then I do it, you know, and it's just, and I was like, I told him, I said, let me feel like a wife and do your laundry. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, we have this very unique life and we're not home all the time and we're mm -hmm. not you know, we do travel together, but I told him, I was like, I need, I, I feel like when I'm at home, you know, doing the dishes or doing the laundry and things like that, you know, make me feel like, oh my goodness, I'm actually doing the wife thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that, it's just a matter of learning each other, learning process and God's, you know, he, he shows us different things about each other. Cause if we do get in, in any kind of what we call them, just intense discussions not arguments you know but in <laughs> intense discussions that he's like okay we go to god and we say you know why is he feeling this way 
or he'll say, why is she feeling this way? What is, what am I not seeing or what am I not hearing? And then that allows God to show us, okay, this is Mm. the reason he feels this way. Or, and he also shows us things like, this is what happened to him, or this is what happened to me in our past that, that made us this way, that Mm. has tried to shape us in this way. And so then it allows him to step up to be that person for me and vice versa. So Mm. I, I think God's just, you know, we're, of course he's the center of the entire marriage because without him, you know, we, neither of us would even be here, but we're just, we're seeking God more together and having Mm -hmm. to learn him also. And that's, that's another fun thing. And part of the adventure is you're learning God now together right? instead of apart. So you've got Mm -hmm. your separate relationships with God, but now you're learning him together. Yeah. As well. And so man. that's a whole new adventure in itself. Well, and even that too is like not forsaking one or the other, right? So it's not mm-hmm. just, well, I'm just going to have my own relationship with God. You can do whatever. Right. Um, and then not also not being so codependent on someone that you can't go seek God on your own. It's very, right. both of them are so important. Um, and they both work hand in hand. The corporate, if I can use that with you and your spouse coming together seek the Lord, but also seeking him yourself as well. Privately. I think both of those work hand in hand together. Um, so important, so important, Krista. It, it really is. And, and, you know, another thing that God has showed me, maybe this is the direction of, of where the, the show is going today, but another thing that God showed me is you know, there was a lot of things that I thought, like I had my life shaped out in a certain, certain way in my mind. Like this is the way it's going to go. You know, I'm, I'm going, I want to accomplish this, this, and this, and then I'll get married and then I'll accomplish this, this, and this, and then we'll have kids. And, you know, I mean, you have your life it's shaped It's going to happen out. exactly this way, yeah, God. And it's Are you listening? Happen exactly this way. <laughs> and it doesn't. Like at all, it it doesn't. Uh, Say that one more time. Say that one more time, Krista. It does not happen the way that you think it's going to happen. It's just it's not going to. And because if it if it did, you can't. Okay, let me see if I can get this across in the best way possible. You don't think big enough for yourself. Come on. For it to happen that way, because. The scripture says in Ephesians 3.20 that he is exceeding abundant above all that you could ask or think. So your ceiling is his floor. And so as big as you can think, you think, man, this would be a good life right here. That would be good. I would be happy. I would be satisfied. I would be living it up. And God's thinking, come on, hon, think bigger. Think bigger than that. I've got bigger for you than than as big as you could possibly think I've got bigger. Mm. And that is also what God has shown me through this, because I like I said, I had my life all planned out, just had it completely and totally planned out the way I wanted it. I was not looking for somebody to marry, especially just being out of the hospital. You think. 
you think, am I, do I have a trauma bond? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> what is this? Like what, what's going on? And, and, you know, I've never actually told, never actually told the story of how we got together. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And, uh, and I, yeah, I don't I, know it, actually. Nobody I think does. you like, said like little snippets to me in passing, but. Yeah. yeah. So and maybe maybe this will help somebody. And um, he's not with me right now, but he doesn't like to do this kind of thing so that it's really okay he mm-hmm. he is very content with staying behind the camera uh-huh. unless he's playing guitar but yeah. um so we we tried to date several times and we actually everybody like when our church was you know when the lord kind of removed the shield and the covering and was like there's a place called warrior, you know, and there's the, these people named Robin and Robin and, you know, and all of a sudden all these people just started discovering this, this little town and the church. And, and we would get comments all the time saying, you know, why don't Austin and Krista, why, why aren't they together? Why, why they should be together. I just see God putting them together. And I would read the comments wow. and say, I rebuke you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I rebuke this. Now I've known, I've known Austin for eight years. Okay. So, well, yeah. So I've known him yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever met him, he walked in, he had not been serving the Lord, but just like, I mean, like a few seconds, you know, I mean, and so he, he comes in, he's got skinny jeans, Doc Martin boots, a big old biker jacket, his hair spiked up. He wears a fedora. He's driving this old Chevrolet truck, you know, and that's okay. That was his thing, you know, that's the way he wanted, but I was just like, okay, he is so not my type. You know, I mean the biker jacket, right? Though, but know. it was an oversized biker. Oh, it's oversized. Okay. <laughs> and at, and this is not me talking about him behind his back. We laugh about. I'm sure this he all the time. he's well aware of all of this. Oh, yeah. he's well aware. Yeah. And uh, so I was just like, you know, he's he's perfect for somebody, but not for me. Right. And then he decided to start growing his hair out. Well, you know, I was just like. Mm. You know, he's such a nice guy, such a nice guy. Everybody's like, you're single, Austin's single. You should be together. I'm like, mm, no, no, well, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And so we were, we were at church one Sunday morning. Now this was, this is probably seven and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. We were at church one Sunday morning and he was, it was like one of those services, you know, where everybody's in the altar and we, everybody's just like loving on each other. You know, it's like, it's just like, man, brother, I love you, man. Sister, I love you. God's got big things for you. You know, everybody's just positive towards each other. And it was just one of those things where everybody just kind of prays for each other and cries. And it's just a very loving, moving service in the altar. And he comes up to me and, and was praying over me and he put his hand on my shoulder and I heard something in me say this is your husband and I was like nope I was like like, that's definitely a thought from the enemy I Uh, was like (laughs) trying to ruin this altar service right here that I'm in this wonderful time of the Lord Mm -hmm. this is Satan 
And so, you know, I never, I brushed it off, never thought about it again. And so we tried to date one time and we were both just, I mean, we were young, we, we were wanted, you know, our, we had our own ideas. We had our, uh, our own plans for the future and they, they just didn't, uh, they just didn't mesh and they just didn't come together. And so it, it just didn't work. And so about a year later, we tried to date again. Well, now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but open your ears on this part. The reason why we broke up the second time is because we let toxic people into our life. Whoa. We let okay. toxic people, we became friends with the wrong people. Not, not knowing, like, we didn't know. We didn't know that these people were going to be toxic to us. But we, sh looking back now, because hindsight is twenty twenty, you look back and you're like, my gosh, I should have read that flag and that flag and that flag, but, but I didn't. And you get people, toxic people in your life who start talking in your ear that do not have the same vision as you. You get people talking in your ear that are jealous of you. And that was a big thing of what we were dealing with was jealousy. And the Bible says that where jealousy is, there is every other evil work where envy and strife, and that's jealousy. And so people were envious of our relationship. And I know the devil was scared of it. So he sent these people who just, I mean, several different people who were just toxic. That's the wow. only thing I can, I can say. And it destroyed our relationship. I mean, when I tell you it destroyed it, I mean, it destroyed it. There was nothing, you know, nothing more than just people talking in my ear, people talking in his ear and it completely. And what you lend your ear to long enough, you will start to believe. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter how strong of a belief you have in something. doesn't matter how strong of a relationship that you have with the Lord. If you take your ear and lend it to garbage you will start to believe the garbage because it will start to turn your thinking. It'll start turning the way you see things because you let it through one gate, it's going to get in the other gate, your ear gate, your eye gate, whatever. So you let it in your ear gate, it's going to get to your eye gate and you're going to see things differently. Mm -hmm. So we did that. We basically, I might as well just gave him my ear and him too. And it destroyed our relationship. It ended terribly. It so can was I not ask a... you, uh, well, yeah. first off, really quick, my nephews, Max and Shiloh, are in the chat. Hi, Max and Shiloh. What up, Max, Max Shiloh? Max and Shiloh. Um, so in, in regards to letting toxic, toxic people, and you can mm -hmm. go into, I don't want you to get into every gory detail, but was it specifically these people talking about one another to each other or <clears throat> to you guys, or was it just, toxicity yeah. period that ended up affecting how you guys related to each other i'm just really curious well it, all of the above okay it, it was just toxic people who didn't have a hold on their life also and i i want people to also realize this you can't save anybody you cannot save anybody only god dude. can save somebody dude that is uh, huge it is it, it's so big you do not have the power to save somebody god through you 
can save them. But you know, I read that meme one time where it said, it said Jesus ate with, when Jesus ate with sinners, they changed. He didn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that the, it's not that these people we led in our life were, were sinners. They just didn't have a hold of their life. They let other things, other vices, things control them. And it was like, I wanted everything in me to try to help these people, to try yeah. to, to save them. Yeah. And he, he does too, because he has such, such a good heart. But you don't have the power to do that. And mm-hmm. if you are not strong enough, they will grasp hold of you instead of you grasping hold of them. And so I don't know who needed to hear that today, but you cannot good. save so good. people. You're not big enough to do that. Yeah. So it was just toxic all the way around, talking about him in a negative way to me and vice versa. And so, and then I found out later that a lot of lies were spread on me to him and the same thing. And when we talked about it later on in life, because we had to work through a lot of that stuff, we talked about it later on. He didn't know half those things that were said about him. And I didn't know half the things that were said about me. Man. And, and it really did cause a devastating breakup. I mean, it, it was not, it was not a good one. And everybody around us knew that. So we, I had this vision the night that we broke up. And I was driving, I was very upset, and um, but I knew that we were not going to last in this shape that we were in. And I was driving down the road, now it was 11 p.m. that night, so you can imagine there's no sunlight outside. And I'm driving, and all of a sudden in front of me, now I can see this as plain as I'm looking at everything around me. This was back in 2000. 18 maybe something like that maybe the beginning of 19 around there so it turned daylight outside and i'm driving and i see myself stopped at this crossroads and it's a dirt crossroads it's not it doesn't look like it's paved or anything has no street lights and i'm stopped at this crossroads and i see these like green fields like in between the roads and and I stop and I see Austin on one side I see some other things on the other side of the of the road and I'm looking at both of them now I'm driving now it has to be the Lord because I'm seeing this while I'm driving my car at night and I heard the Lord say put your car in drive and come we were together I said I'm going to put my car in drive and I'm going to go with the Lord. I'm going to build my relationship with him. I'm going to throw everything I have into him. Now, it still took about a year and a half of me, you know, getting some things out of my life, getting rid of some some toxic things that had been planted, some toxic seeds and him, too. You know, we look back on it now and we think, no, we would have never made it going in the direction we were going in. Mm. So I started my journey with the Lord by myself. I thought, God, I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you because I will never be able to love anybody else. 
I won't even be able to love myself if I do not love you first. And I do not give everything I have to you. And so so that was 19, 20, 21. Then I go in the hospital in 22. And so that's how many years that we we were apart. Now we remained in each other's life. He remained at church. You know, he, uh, we, we still worked together. We still traveled together and we had to find some kind of balance of, Hey, we've yeah. got to be friends because at that point we didn't think that we would ever be together again. I mean, we, we just were, we were content on finding other people because of the way it it just all went down. So everything was fine. We ended up being friends. We got our friendship back. And when I got out of the hospital in 22, I I went to dinner with a friend. I'm just being real transparent because there's there are women out there who absolutely they think that they will never find anybody and they're praying Mm -hmm. for a spouse. And especially in this day and age, it is so hard to find somebody who does not think you're an absolute nut job for the things that you believe versus the things that other people believe. Yeah. So it it really is difficult and Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand. And I, I'd went to dinner with a friend and this was shortly after I was uh, starting to get back out and go and be able to actually drive my car again. And so she looked at me across the table and she said, she said, what, what about Austin? Would you ever date Austin again? And I looked at her and I was like, no, I was like, no, I was like, you didn't know us back then because that's what I was basing everything yeah. on Yeah, was, was back then. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I told her, I said, no, I said, I, I probably wouldn't. I said, you, you just don't get it. And I'd had several people tell me, I just see the way he looks at you. I see this. And I was like, well, he can quit looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> just get over it. I, I promise you, these are my thoughts. Yeah. And I said, I said, but, and I don't know why this came out of my mouth. I said, I said, I tell you what, I said, he knows me well enough to know if he ever wants another shot with me again, he going to have to cut that hair. I was like, he's just going to have to cut it. Ah, Samson, uh, Samson style. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not Delilah. No, you're not. (laughs) Just bad analogy. Okay. Yeah. That was a very bad analogy. Everybody just disregard what. Yeah. It's all over the place now. Jeff, Jeff implies Chris's Delilah. (laughs) Calm down, everybody. Yeah. No. Um, So. Because I like a certain hairstyle. I just yeah. do. I mean, women, you know, we, we yeah. like what we like. I Guys mean, can be the same way, you know? Yeah. So I said he'd have to cut that hair. I was like, because I just, he knows the hairstyle I like on him. And, okay, I promise before God, I we were leaving for New Jersey the next day. I get to bus call, and he's standing outside. And he went and got his haircut the previous day. Now, nobody told him what I said. Nobody. Mm-hmm. He just said, later on, he told me this. He said, I honestly don't even know why I went to get my haircut that day. He said, I just went and got it cut. And I was like, 
Okay. And then I thought to myself, coincidence, shake it off, whatever. Cause I, I mean, I even thought when I saw him, I was like, you look good. Yeah. See, this is the part Chris is not saying is that time slowed down and it was this nice slow motion shot of him just (laughs) shaking his head like this. Yeah, with no long hair. Yeah, it would just look like he was. Oh man! Yeah. Ooh la la! What a hunk! I don't recall it happening that way, Jeff. But we'll go with that. That's fine. It's in your eyes. It's not in your eyes. Makes for a great um, story here on the stream. But and so I just kind of brushed it off the whole trip, and and when we got home, like every time I would see him, I I thought you know, he, he looks good. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, he looks really good. He's dressing good, you mm-hmm. know, and cause every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, he looks good. His hair looks good. And so one night I was telling my best friend, I said, we kind of, I was like, it kind of reminds me of the movie Pride and Prejudice. I mm-hmm. was like, the I like the Kira Knightley version, but yeah, there, there, it, it just kind of reminded me of that story. And when we were coming home, she was actually living with me and my parents at the time while her house was getting fixed up. And mm-hmm. and we come in the house, and I promise you, before God, my mom and dad are sitting in the living room watching Pride and Prejudice, the Kira Knightley version. So I just didn't say anything. I just didn't say anything. I just walked up to my room mm-hmm. and I looked at Katie and I said, did you see what they were watching? And she was like, yeah, I saw it. And I was like, Shh. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't say anything. And anyway, so I just finally got, I was like, God, I was like, what is this? What is going on? I was like, this is not the way I had it planned. This is not, that is not who I wanted to be with. <laughs> And it just like all of these things I couldn't eat. Like I was, I was so just, my emotions were everywhere Mm -hmm. until I came to the realization, oh my gosh, I have feelings for him. Like what, where is this coming from? And so, so I talked to him. I went over to his house, which is my house now. It ain't his house no more. It's mine. Yeah. Take that, Austin. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went over and I was like, there's some things I want to talk to you about. Because this had been going on internally with me for two weeks. And I was just, I was having a come apart. I just said, there's some things I I just want to talk to you about. And so we just, you know, we just made small talk. We ate dinner. and. I said, has God been showing you anything? And he looked at me and he said, about us? And I said, specifically, yes. I was like, yes, actually about us. He said, well, he said, all I know, and remember I told you it's been going on for two weeks. He said, all I know is that two weeks ago, he said, I was laying on my bed. He said, and I was praying. And I said, God, if Krista is the one that you want me to be with, then I say yes. Hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like, so I looked at him at first, and I was like, so it's your fault. I was like, you're the (laughs) one to blame. And all of this, like, internal just stuff, like, started happening with me until 
we talked and we got together mm -hmm. and I told him, I said, look, I said, I am committed to trying this again. I said, but this time, I said, because cycles come around. Now, this is something else I want people to, to understand. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. The enemy will get you in a cycle. Cycles come around whether we like it or not. They, they just come around. If you ever notice, you'll go to a restaurant where you've been somewhere before and you will slowly but surely start sitting in the same place all the time. It's, it's a cycle. And... But those are just small cycles. I really wouldn't worry about that too much unless God says, hey, you need to sit somewhere Yeah, don't somewhere take it else. as a sign that you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Then sit somewhere else. But I love but, that that booth. I love that. That's our booth. Yeah, that's my favorite booth, the one yeah. with the tape over the hole. That's my favorite yeah. <laughs> booth. But cycles will come around in your life, and there's one or two ways to handle it. You can either stay in the same cycle and never break it. Just do the same thing over and over mm. again. Let it go. Let it run its course. And then it'll come by, uh, you know, so many years later. Or you can break it and try something new and start on a new cycle. And I told Austin that night, I said, I believe God is giving us one more opportunity to break this cycle. Mm -hmm. I said, but I honestly believe if we do not break it now, we never, it'll never come back again because cycles will come and they'll come and they'll come. But one day they'll never come back around. Yep. Because God, he's such a merciful God and he's so absolutely good that he will give you chance after chance after chance. But it's up to us. It's up to you, me, all of us to make the choices. He said, I said before you, life and death, blessing, curse, you choose. It's all your, it's all your choice. But then he gives you a nudge and he says, choose life so that you and your seed may live. So I told Austin that night, and I can still see our conversation that night. I, I said, we have an opportunity to break this. I said, and I am committed and I am willing, I said, to try this one more time. I said, and break it. I said, I wouldn't hurt you. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this if I didn't mean it. I said, but I want to break it this time. If we're really going to do this, I say, which means when we see familiar things start to arise, put it down. Yeah. When you see stuff start to come back up, put it down, break it. I said, and we'll break it together this time, mm. not separately. We'll do everything together. Mm. And so we started that night and I kid you not, a week and a half later, out of the blue, the people from our previous relationships started showing back up in our life. They started showing back up and he and I just looked at each other and we were like, this is it. Like we, we've got to, we got to break it. We got to break it down. And it took, now we were together in the entire span of a year. We, we actually got married the weekend that we had gotten together. The, I love the that. So cool. Year. So, but it took a year and I kid you not, even two weeks before the wedding, we're still I mean, we're still breaking things, but we were committed to moving forward. But this time we made it further than anybody ever thought we would. And this time 
we kept moving no matter what happened. Last time when situations would arise, we would just, you know, we'd go into panics and we'd go in, we'd get into arguments with each other. And it, it just, we'd let it break us down. But this time we thought, you know, no matter how hard it is, we're still moving. Yeah. We're still going to move and we're going to make every decision in love because love never fails. So we know if we're doing this in love, then we're not going to fail. This relationship is not going to fail. There were people rooting for us to fail. There were people literally rooting for our relationship. Such a weird and it is. thing to root for, but people do that. Yeah, They do. And it's just the devil because when you get people who are called by God, and we all are, we're all called by God. Mm. But when you get two people that love him, I told Austin before we got together, I said, I will never love you as much as I love Jesus. I said, I can love you with the, every bit of love that I possibly have to give you. I said, but I'll never love you as much as I love him. Mm. And he said that made him love me more for saying yeah. that. But when you get two people that love him like that, the enemy knows that you are dangerous to him. Oh, absolutely. But one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000. And he is scared of you. So he's going to try to throw up all kinds of things, but you just got to keep moving. And then you'll look back and go, holy smokes, we made it. <laughs> uh -huh. we, we, we actually made it. I mean, a week before we got married, he had a dream that we were swimming up. We, were, we had a boat and we were going up a down waterfall. And we were going up and it was like the most complicated thing. It was like the water was just coming on us, coming on us. Mm. And we couldn't, it didn't seem like we were going to make it. And I looked at him and I said, trust me. And he said, okay. And I said, we're going to jump. And he said, okay, I trust you. And I took his hand and we jumped up the waterfall and we landed and we were safe. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that's what you have to do. Even when it seems like everything is coming down on you, everything around you is chaos. You've got to hear God say, trust me, mm -hmm. trust me. And you take his hand and you go, okay, God, trust me. And when he says jump, don't hesitate, don't question, just jump. Because I promise you, you will not fail mm -hmm. with him, no matter if hell itself is coming against you. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that we made it and we're going to continue to make it. So and now about... you know the story behind why we do have such a unique relationship and mm -hmm. why our marriage is so, so a little bit different. We have a story that's very different from a lot of people. Maybe one day we'll tell about the whole proposal story because that's an episode in itself. Oh, <laughs> ladies <laughs> and guys. It's, it's, it's an episode in itself and yeah. it's a story to tell the grandkids one day. Yeah. But I, I just felt the leading to tell our story today because there's people out there who, who are just praying every night for somebody to come across their path. And the person that you're praying for to come across your path may already be on your path, but you've got to open your heart, not to the person, to God, 
You've got to completely open it to God so that he can show you. And a prayer, ladies, that I prayed was, God, I open my heart to receiving the one that you have for me. Because I didn't think it was Austin. I didn't. I never pictured it to be. But God knew the whole time. And when I chose to fall in love with him first, and I said, God, I choose to receive it. Then that's when things started happening. It was a very mm-hmm. supernatural way it happened. And it was a way that you think, okay, yeah, that can only God. be God. So I, I, love I, little, wanted... I love all the little little winks, though, that God gave you, too. Right. Like your parents were watching Pride and Prejudice and all that. It's just, I love that. Yeah, and and it, it it turns out later I heard from my dad when I told him that story. My dad said that he heard my car pull in the driveway and he was going to turn it off because that movie actually used to upset me and not make me happy. And he was going to turn it off because he knew he didn't want to upset me. And the Lord told him, leave it on. Whoa. And so it's like, you know, it was one of those things. And I was just like, "Okay, fine, (laughs) fine. I, I get it. I hear you. I hear it. So I will consider him God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, and then maybe for the people who are married, maybe you're in a relationship, you're not married yet, but you're headed that direction. And you're thinking we we're literally, we're literally facing opposition after opposition, after opposition. This can't be God. This can't be God because why would it be that hard? Well, number one, it could be that you're, you're too dangerous for hell and you're so anointed that the enemy is coming at you with everything he could possibly throw at you because you are destined to do damage to him and damage in his kingdom. And that could be why you're facing opposition after opposition. You could feel like you're swimming up a down waterfall, Hmm. but my, my friends keep, moving because God has so much more for you. Even if it doesn't seem like this is the way that your life was supposed to be planned out. This was not the way that, that you wanted things to go. God says, he told me and he's telling you now, I can still make your dreams happen. I can still make these things come to pass in your life because I am the exceeding abundant God above all that you could ask or think. He can still make these things happen for you. And guess what? Now you've got somebody else to stand with you. You have a permanent agreement partner who can stand with you and say, I will agree with you that these dreams come to pass. I, w- I will stand with you. I'll support you. And I I thought with everything that my my music was just, it was gone. I, I thought it was just gone. I thought I'm getting too old. I can't, you know, I, I, even though I'm only 31, yeah. but I think, <laughs> but how we know, think that though. Yeah. I, I'm getting too old. I, I don't, uh, I just don't know if I could do this now, everybody. When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? You know, oh, and yeah, it's, you won't. it's like, and then the other day, God said, do you not think that I can make it all happen? And I said, I actually had to apologize to God in my heart for doubting him 
and for underestimating him. We underestimate the God of creation. We underestimate the one who made it all. And and why? I don't know. I'll never understand. But mm. so those of you today, I just wanted to encourage you to keep mm. moving. There is hope for you. There is a future for you. Your dreams are still out there and it can all happen and it's going to be better than you ever expected. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I love about your story and it's it, this aspect is a one size fits all element to this story where whatever you're going through right now doesn't even have to be it could be a polar opposite situation to Krista's. It could have nothing to do with a romantic relationship. Yeah. As you fix your gaze upon Jesus, That's everything, right. let God handle everything else. It's funny how we go, God will give us a prophetic word. And it's like this huge one. And then you have like all these confirmations. You're like, okay, this is obviously God. I've confirmed it's of God. So our flesh can want to try and control the outcome yeah. to that, whatever God said, but it was never ours to begin with, you right. know, like, um, and so, um, Man, when you can let go and just fix your gaze upon Jesus, and this is something yeah. that's a recurring thing that I say on this show, you guys are very, very well aware, but um, when you let go, it preserves that sense of awe when you see the fulfillment of that promise, right? because you're like, God, I can speak for myself, Krista, that everything I've done in my life, I knew that I knew that I knew I was supposed to do that. And it's not, they're not even amazing things. I'm not even saying like, oh, well, you're on Elijah Fire and all that. No, I'm talking about working at Trader Joe's, a grocery store. I'm talking about like all these other things. And and, and God always was like, did you hear me direct you here? And I'm like, yeah, because I would get all like bound up about like, but like, what about this and this and this? And what I'm doing now has nothing to do with this other thing. And um, and I would feel this calm come over me. And the Lord would say, did you hear me lead you right where you are? Right. Yes. Yes, I did, God. And he said, all right, well, you have nothing to worry about. And so as I've kind of seen these promises that God has given me that he's, I mean, guys, some of them are like 20 years old plus starting to see those things, flickers of those on the horizon, realizing that there's n- there's no way I could have done it this way, and mm-hmm. this way was the best way. Yeah, and and I think that Krista, you would agree even with your situation with Austin. Of yeah, hard lessons had to be learned, of course. But what's galvanized as a result of going through those things, learning from those things, healing from those things, and then now you and Austin being aware of those things, like man, like. So, so much strength is bred in that process um, yeah. and realizing like, yeah, obviously there's some things that if I had a time machine, I'd go back and be like, Hey, Jeff, Absolutely. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Yes. Yeah. It's me from the future. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Stop <laughs> right me. there. Yeah. I'm going to stop you. I know you want to, and yeah. you know, yeah, but I, you know, yeah, there's those moments, you know, I could look back and go, ah, oh, man, I wish, wish I would have learned that one quicker. Wish I would have, yeah. but the problem is that the, the, the the thing is, I learned it. The thing is, you learn those things, Krista. And what's the strength? Like God's like, okay, now I can use them to go into this next step. Now, now that now they're ready to go into this next step, um, that's priceless. 
yeah, and that sense and of awe, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's like that sense of awe with the Lord of him fulfilling these is. promises. It's like, man, like. It really like is. And, and, you know, and of course I want people to understand in, in the, in the chat, you know, God did not put Austin and, and me through these things, you know, right. to, to make us stronger. But I can assure you, we did these things to ourselves. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like what Jeff was saying, if we could go back and tell ourselves, Krista, stop it. Stop right there. Do mm. not go over to that person's house tonight. Do not answer your phone. Do not text them back. You know, it's like, stop it. Stop. And, but we don't listen. We don't <laughs> listen. And Austin and I could have been together years ago. We could yeah. have been together years ago. I could have already been married, you know, which I'm actually a part of me is very glad that I waited this long. But, you know, we we put ourselves in these situations. And if we if I had have just listened to God, the, the best thing I ever did was put my car in drive and go with him. Back at the beginning of 2019, I remember that's when it was. And that was the best thing I could have possibly ever done because I had to grow in the Lord. Austin had to grow in the Lord. We had to mature. I mean, sure, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm mature in the Lord. I've served him since I was a kid. I still had a lot of growing to do. If I was ever going to join a union and be with somebody else and become a wife, there was no way. There was no way I could have done it in the shape that I was in at the moment, even though I thought I was good. I thought I was good to go. The Lord was like, no, you still got some growing up to do. You still got some growing up. And I am so glad that I listened mm. because now and I can use all of that now to recognize attacks of the enemy coming. Yeah. And I can I can see them coming now. And and I'll tell him. Because Austin is so gracious. He's such a gracious person. He gives grace to a lot of people. And I'm just like, you know, honey, yes, they deserve grace. And yes, they, we love them and all that. But I don't think you should be around them. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should hang out with them. And I'll just be like, I don't know them personally. I don't know them. But I just get this sense of no. I see the enemy trying to do something. And he'll look at me and he'll go, you know, you're right. And I see it too. And so we, we've learned these things uh, over the years. And so you, you've got to take, yes, you put yourself through crap. You put yourself through garbage. You got out on the other side. Now, mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is take the knowledge that you gained from that. That's making your mistakes to prosper. It's yeah, taking the knowledge that you put yourself through. And then going, okay, God, now I'm going to be able to see this and I will not let this happen again because I will not let this cycle come back around in wow. my life. Yeah. I'm going to, to use that to ward off the enemy from now on. And then you'll just gain in knowledge and then you will be able to tell your children one day when they start in the dating process and all of this, hey, listen, let me tell you what I did and what not to do. Let me tell you what not to do. In yeah, this most importantly, don't yes. do not do this. So, uh, you know, today's just a day of, I guess, of encouragement, you know, to, to single people, to people in relationships, whatever. 
I mean, I was, I was single a month and a half ago. So, and now I'm not, but it's like, you know, it's just an encouragement to keep going. Don't let the enemy destroy what God has put together. Don't let the enemy destroy, even if you don't have anybody in your life right now, don't let the enemy make you feel like you're alone. Don't make, Mm -hmm. don't let him make you feel like you're not good enough just because you're not dating somebody, but yet somebody else is. God has the perfect person for you. He, he truly does. There really is a soulmate out there for you. I know people say, I don't believe in that soulmate mess. I don't believe in the one. Well, let me tell you, there is the one for you. And it's the one that's handpicked by God for you to be in your life, to better your life. And to the single people, if that person is not bettering your life in Jesus, if they are not encouraging your call in the Lord, if they are not benefiting your walk with God, then chances are they're probably not for you. If they don't come to church with you, if they refuse to come to church with you, probably not for you. Now, this is for the people who's dating. I'm not talking about the people who's married. Don't run out and get a divorce just because they. (laughs) Well, Krista said, yeah. Yeah, just because they're not coming to church. But, you know, gals, date a guy who loves the Lord, date somebody who loves God. You say, God, send me a godly man. Send me a godly man. You do realize that's all he has, right? That's all he has to send you is godly men because they're the ones who have said, God, send me to the right woman. And if it's anything contrary to a godly man, they weren't sent by God. That's a great. And that, that that's, that's just, really it's, pretty, it's pretty plain and simple. Yeah. And you say, God, send me a Christian. Well, that's all he's got. So you have somebody come up and say, uh, you know, I really don't believe that there's a God out there. Kick them to the curb. Yeah, I don't Move care on. how attractive they are. No. Guy or girl, just get out. It's going to hurt you in the long run yeah. more than benefit you. Yeah, that's so it. So keep yeah. your eyes open. Be smart. Use your brain. Listen to the Lord. You could save yourself a whole lot of trouble down the road if you will just listen and be open to what the Spirit of the Lord says because He does have a plan for you. He really does. I mean, and I'm going to read it out of the Scripture so that people can say, I read this. I read the Bible, Jeremiah 1 <laughs> and 5. He says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. And he said, a prophet to the nations. Now he's talking to Jeremiah, but he's talking to us. That's what I had in mind for you. So before you were even shaped in the womb, he knew what your career was. He knew the person you were supposed to marry. He knew the, this destiny that he had. And you say, well, this don't seem like the destiny that God had had for me. Well, chances are you got yourself off on a different road. You you're the one that did it. The scripture says in Psalms 23, David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Everything else is is God does this. God does this. He does this. He does Mm -hmm. this. But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We do these things to ourselves. So trust God, like Jeff said, when you completely 
let go and say, God, I'm going to trust you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. That's what the scripture says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. That's every aspect of your life. Relationships, finances, health, whatever it may be. In all your ways, acknowledge God as your provider. Acknowledge him as, as your leader. Acknowledge him as your protection. And it says he will direct your path. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel yourself off, try acknowledging God. Yeah. If Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. so that's what the Lord ha had for me to share. It's yeah. just bottom line, acknowledge God so that he can direct your path. Yeah. And I guess the other, the other scripture that popped into my head was in Psalm 139, actually. And it says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths That's of the right. earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts concerning me. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. So God thinks about you. Yes, God has plans for you. And yes, all those people does. saying, but not me, that is a lie from Satan because God, right. scripture says to the contrary. And so if you are stuck in bondage of going, well, but like, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, God doesn't care about me. I'm all alone. That is a lie. Absolutely. And the question is, how long are you going to acknowledge that lie versus the truth, which is found in scripture? Um, Krista. Would you pray for people? Yes. This is really good. Yes, I will. Father God, we come to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. Lord, and I thank you for every single person that is watching this stream today. <clears throat> Lord, every single person that will watch this stream, that will come across this later on in life. Lord, I ask you that their ears be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Their eyes be open to see what you have for them and their hearts be open and receptive to receive every single thing, Lord, that you have for them. Lord, I pray for right now those of those that feel alone. Lord, I ask you that you show yourself to them in such a way. Lord, wrap your arms around them. Lord, and hold them and let them know that you're there with them. Mm -hmm. You are the friend that sticks closer than a brother. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You are always here with us, even in our darkest moments. I, I see somebody in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. I see somebody literally sitting on the floor, on the side of the bed with their head in their knees. And I honestly see whether you feel this or not, whether you see this or not, I see mm. God standing there beside of you. And he literally has both hands on each shoulder. He has his hands on each shoulder and he's telling you, I'm here. Mm. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. No. I'm here. So whoever you are, God is with you. He is with you. So dry your tears, 
dry your tears. You're not by yourself. You do have a future. And God says he wants you to live it out. Mm. He wants you to live it out. Don't give up. This is not the end. It's not over. It's just the beginning of the best days of your life. So, Lord, I pray for all of those who feel like they're they're it's just the end that they're about to give up. Lord, I pray that you reveal their destiny to them. Lord, like Jeff said earlier, just give them a little wink mm-hmm. of, hey, this is me. This is me. And I want you to know that I see you. I see you and that you're not alone and you're not by yourself. You got a bright future ahead of you, a bright future, exceeding abundant above all that you could possibly ask or think. Lord, I thank you for those right now who are in relationships, Lord, and they feel like there's opposition coming against them, but Lord, they're seeking after you. Lord, I pray right now that a love come between them. Lord, your love, because you said in your word that love never fails. So, Lord, I ask you that a love, I see it like a glue coming upon each of them, like an adhesive, and it's bringing them together to the point where they just stick together no matter what is coming their way, no matter what opposition they're they're facing at this moment. But Lord, that they will love each other in the way that you designed for them to love each other. And Lord, I thank you that they will reach their destiny. They will reach where they are supposed to go as they take their hand, they give it to you, and they jump when you say jump. Now, Lord, I thank you for the marriages out there Lord, the ones, whether they they have, whether they're newlyweds, whether they've been together for years and years, Lord, that a brand new love come up in their marriage. Lord, that it come up and on their marriage. Mm-hmm. Lord, and that they begin to see each other in a new light, the way that you designed for them to see each other. Lord, that they become stronger in you because, Lord, the stronger they become in you, the more dangerous they are to Satan the more dangerous they are to hell. And Lord, I thank you that you are doing great things in marriages right now because God, we need godly examples of husbands and wives in this earth at this moment. We need to be able to tell the next generation and show them that the way you designed marriage is the real way and it's still the way that works. And Lord, I ask you that you raise up God godly couples. Lord, I pray for Jeff and Lauren, Mm. Lord, that as they do their teaching series, Lord, on marriage, Lord, that it absolutely heal wounds that have been so deep whether from past or whether in that particular relationship, Lord, that as they speak, the words out of their mouth are like the balm of Gilead and that it just it soothed the hearts of men and women and marriages that it soothed their hearts and it, it erased calluses and scars mm. and that their hearts would be brand new and knitted back together. So Lord, I pray the anointing on their teaching series to come <laughs> Lord, that it, it be life changing and monumental in this earth. 
And Lord, I just give you glory and honor and praise for all that you are doing, Lord, in all of our lives. And Lord, today we say yes to you. We give you our full yes. And we thank you for the destiny to come. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mm. Praise God. Amen. Man, that was was so good, Krista. Hallelujah. Way to go, Jesus. Woo, Jesus. We we can't take any credit for that. (laughs) The first love. My first love. Yeah. Come on. Oh, man. Come on. Krista, how can people follow you? You know the drill. Let people know (laughs) the details. All right. Here's the drill. So you can go to Instagram and find me at Krista J. Bullock. Also on Facebook, the same way. You can also catch me every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time on the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel. I'm the drummer for the 11th hour, so you can catch me there. Or you can catch me on Sunday mornings at 1045 a.m. Central Time on the Church International YouTube channel and go to churchint.org or robindbullock.com to watch those also. Also, stay tuned to my YouTube channel. Do not give up. Don't give up on it. It's coming. There's actually more to come towards the end of the year and the beginning of the year. It's a whole new era for Mm. Krista J. So that's right. Stay tuned. That's what I'm talking about. We've yeah. been waiting with bated breath, Krista. So this well, is good news. It's it's going. I promise it's going to be worth it. It's going to be yeah. good. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Krista, thank you so much. We thank so you, appreciate Jeff. you. We love you. All that good we stuff. We love you guys. Yeah. So everybody, that's Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday, which means another episode <laughs> of Elijah Fire. We've got Jesse Champ back in the house. That's at two yeah. p.m. Pacific time, five p.m. Eastern time. Um, guys, we love you and we're so happy yeah, that we get to start is. a new week with you. I'm fired up. This is great. I feel, I, I feel amped up. So I'm ready to take on the week. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Jesse Shep. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.